this was not this uh, passage has actually moved around into different spots in the Bible. Um, so it's been in John uh, eight thirty six, I think. It's also been in John six before. They've also put uh, it in Luke before, and the earliest manuscripts that we have of it, um, the the earliest manuscripts we have of John do not include the passage. So it, it's very believed to be that it's not a part of the Bible. That's when, if you go to the Bible and look at John 7, 53 through 8, 11, there'll be double brackets around it and say, and we'll say at the end, not found in earliest manuscripts. Um, so this isn't the only time that we've seen this happen before. Um, another instance where they just completely omitted it is in, uh, I think, John 4, or John 5, 4. Uh, if you go to John 5, 4 in your Bible, it's not there. It just doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> and that's because it was later added by a scribe. And that that's what most of these manuscripts are believed to have been added later by, are scribes. Where um, John 5, 4, it's talking about the healing pool that Jesus was, go, that Jesus was near. And a lame man and a, and a scribe attributed some sort of um, angelic power to the pool by saying, and an angel rested on the waters. But that was not found in the earliest manuscripts. It, it was probably later added in by a scribe. But we've also seen this in the ending of Mark. Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, a Markian ending? I don't believe I have. So it's kind of the same deal, except this one's a bit. This one's not as uh, not as good, in a sense. And so essentially, um, let me pull up Mar the ending of Mark, so I can actually like exact verse reference. Uh, Mark sixteen, uh, nine through twenty. This the Markian ending. Some people will just completely ignore because it doesn't have biblical principles in it. It'll say things that just aren't established in the Bible previously, and that aren't established anywhere else in the Bible. So you can't really make a case for it being uh, a good thing to actually read through it, considering it was added later by a scribe. However, this uh, this passage in John uh, 7, 53 through eight eleven is kind of different. Um, where it actually does have biblical principles in it, um, uh, because this uh, this little passage, the overarching theme, is essentially a fair trial, and uh, that is definitely a biblical theme. So, before I actually start reading the text, is there any questions about that? All of what I just said. Um, I don't think there is. I think. Yeah, you explained it pretty well. Great. So, um, I'm going to read through it, and then I'm going to kind of go almost verse by verse, or kind of phrase by phrase type thing. Um, let me actually put this in. John. Is it going to work?
All right. That, that's what we're reading. That's what I just put in there is what we're... Oh, wait, no, it goes farther. Then no, no, it doesn't. I'm just a dummy. All right. <clears throat> Starting from 753. They went each to his own house, uh, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commands us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring, to bring against him. He just bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground, and as they continued to ask, he stood up and said, Let him who is without sin among you throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus left alone with the woman standing before him. stood up and said to her, Woman, why are they? Where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I neither, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Alright, so, let's uh, go to, I'm going to pull up a couple of reference uh, points for this. So, um, the kind of two passages talking about the punishment for adultery um, in Hebrew law, which is, uh, let's see, first one is Leviticus. Uh, 2010, which says, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. All right. So important things. Uh, there should also be a man there with them when they're being put to death. Uh, and then Leviticus 22, 22. So double 22 through 24. Um, if a man is found lying with the wife of another man, both of them shall die, the man who lay with the woman and the woman. Uh, so you shall purge the evil from Israel. If there is a betrothed virgin, meets, yeah, it's, if there's a betrothed virgin and a man meets her in the city and lies with her, then you shall bring both of them to the gate of the city and you shall stone them to death with stones. The young woman, because she did not cry for help though she was in the city and the man because he violated his neighbor's wife so you shall purge the evil from your midst <laughs> all right so yeah those are kind of the two i actually need to pull up a different the funny thing is is uh i was in history and i actually just heard that really like the the um nice we were talking about Hebrew laws, and we were talking about that, which is pretty funny. Do you go to a Christian school? I do not. Um, we're uh, it's pre-Pewal area, so we're teaching or actually learning about. Ah, uh, I forgot what time it's there. Uh, um, 
it's somewhere like 3,000 years ago, and they're talking about Hebrew laws and uh, Jewish laws, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one of the laws. Epic. There's a lot... There's a lot of stuff that you can study within the Hebrew culture and the Hebrew laws. I actually just gave a presentation recently on um, the representation of Hebrew numbers throughout the Bible, which is pretty interesting because there's, I think, around 44 numbers that have specific symbolic meaning in the Hebrew culture. I was only pres- able to present on three of them, but it's um, there, there's a lot of depth to just the Hebrew culture in general, and something that can be studied for a while. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Um, okay, so, important things to note when reading Leviticus 20 and Deuteronomy 22 is that both the man and the woman need to be stoned. It's not just the woman, which is what we see in John 8, 11. And I think this is, um, this whole thing is essentially to trap Jesus into getting arrested or committing a crime, um, which is very weird because they just they just want a reason to take him down essentially because they don't like him at all because he's teaching hard truths that they do not like the Pharisees and Jewish people. Um, but. So that's the prescribed law. Uh, so adultery, the punishment is death. Um, but then there's also let's go uh, to take a not them the scribes for the so I guess we could probably start from uh, verse five. Now in the law Moses confessed to stone such a woman. What do you have to say? So we just read the law that they were talking about. And they this they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. So, um, Jesus bent down, wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, "Let him who is outside among you be the first to throw the stone at her." Um. So. Um couple things that we should not take away from this portion is uh, taking away um, essentially when a Christian brother is in sin. This does not mean that you do not confront him about it because you are sinless. This is specifically in a judicial sense of of putting a um the people who are condemning her wrongfully they are not going to they should not be able to stone her when they are wrongfully condemning her uh, i've seen people try to apply this to say that i should not be called out on my sin in a christian life which is not the case um but yeah, that's something an important categorical distinction, I think. Um so far. Any questions? Anything you want to add? Anything. Uh <laughs> and you don't have to. If you don't have any, just just say yeah, no and I'll keep yeah. going. 
I'm kind of just enjoying and listening. All right. Um. So then, uh, it says test him. And once more, he bent down and wrote on the ground. Um, but when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. So, uh, the this is what happened here. I know, starting with the older ones, it, it's, I guess, just the matter of their own conscious of uh, being like, okay, yeah, we're we're wrongfully accusing this woman and so i guess we're not going to do this um it's uh the one by one usage here implies that it was kind of like going at it was inside people's individual hearts to carry out to decide not to carry out the execution of um woman and an important thing to note is that at this time, um, I'll just read it directly from. Uh, wait. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So they left one by one. Each of their consciences getting at them. Um, more. The, the. Work of the Holy Spirit inside of them if this actually happened. Um, but yeah, so I guess here's the midway reminder that uh, take this passage with a grain of salt because it is a, a just um, trial is a good thing. However, we can go to other places for uh, just trials in the Bible. Um, uh, and then Jesus was left alone standing. Uh, with the woman. Um, Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? No one condemned you. said, No one, Lord. And she said, Neither I, neither do I condemn you. Go uh, from now on and no more. Um, so yeah, everyone eventually left. And it's, uh, none of them committed to actually stoning her. And committing more sin other than setting up a false trial for her in an, in an unjust trial and not even following the correct laws that they're saying that they're um, abiding by. Um, but, yeah, so uh, the phrase condemn, um, more, uh, I'll just read what the study Bible says here, is this is a legal term referring to the sentence of a court. This indicates no such lawful procedures have been followed, and therefore there is no basis for capital punishment proposed. Jesus admonishes the woman uh, not to go on sinning. So this isn't the first time that we've uh, seen something like this where Jesus says uh, to go on and sin no more. That is also in uh, John 5. I don't know what it is with chapters and Jesus telling people to sin no more, but I guess people like to write in their own little footnotes try to turn it into the Bible. John 5.4 is what we saw earlier with one of the um, things not being in there, but he said that to the lame man when he came back to Jesus after being accused by the Pharisees of sinning by um, moving his bed on Sunday after he was healed. Um, 
And when he told the lame man to, he said, go on and sin no more. Um, uh, it's very interesting because uh, one of the, uh, a way to put it is how much better is spiritual life and essentially in turn eternal life than um just than just being healed physically like i would rather have my legs broken than to have to forfeit um or blaspheme the holy spirit because the holy spirit and Jesus' sacrifice and salvation so much more important than just the well-being of my legs. That might be a bit of an edgy example, but it's kind of... I, I think it, it illustrates that type of point. Um, but yeah. That's honestly kind of all. I thought it was going to take a bit longer. Um, but no, it's kind of a, a short passage. Um, any questions? Are you all good? <laughs> Sorry about that. My <laughs> mic, the uh, mute button got stuck. Dang. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I have any questions. That was good. All right, man. Made it too easy, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just pray end and then you know, we can be on our merry way yeah <clears throat> dear lord um, I thank you for this time of being able to go through your word or uh, go through uh, the messages that we can extract uh, from passages not originally in your word but um, just seeing how um, conducting fair trials is important still and um yeah, I just thank you for the for the medium again, being able to talk to Jack Jack about stuff like this. Um, and I pray for myself and the people who weren't able to make it that we would go on through the week and just learning to love you and praise you, Lord, just through our our reading, our prayer, and our worship of you, God. Um, just pray for all these things. 